If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter, I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry, because I love these. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. A munchy scholar checks in. We talk about the gift of gingerbread houses, and we do a hair check on Mario Lopez. All this and more on today's Last Looks. Hit the theme! Last Looks, hold up, we're not done. Gotta call Paul and see what is up. Hello to all my munchy lovers and my fellow dog perverts. I'm your host, Paul Shear, and welcome to this very special, supersized edition of How Did This Get Made? Last Looks. You might be wondering, Paul, why is it special? Why is it supersized? Well, we took a little break over Thanksgiving, so this episode is going to address both of our last films, Munchies and The Dog Who Saved Christmas. And if that is not enough, now the actor strike is finally over, Jason and I can once again chat about all things TV and movies that we are currently loving. Plus, as always, I will reveal next week's movie and I will share a couple of exclusive bonus scenes from our last two episodes. So that's why it's a special supersized edition, people. It is the season of giving, and I am giving you a big old episode. But first of all, a big shout out to Dan from Rochester. Dan, I love that theme song. That was awesome. What a great way to start off this episode. And you know what? I don't just love Dan from Rochester. I love everybody who sends in a theme song. If you have one that you want to send for this program, the Last Looks program, <laughs> send it into how did this get made at earwolf.com, but keep them short, just like Dan did. That's perfect. And now I have a very special non-announcement. Yes, because on Monday we are going to have a big announcement, but I can't officially tell you what that is yet. But I will tell you, if you live in Europe, you're going to want to pay attention to our social media channels on December 11th, because How Did This Get Made has a very big announcement. Okay, so I think most of you can put that together. It might be the first time something is happening with our show and Europe. Again, I can't announce it, but I feel like I've given you plenty of context clues to put it together. Remember, Monday, December 11th, Stay tuned to our social media channels and find out more. All right, people. I thought that was a pretty good clue. Let's get into it. During our last two episodes, we talked at length about both Munchies and the Dog Who Saved Christmas. We had questions, and we might have even missed a few things. Here's your chance to set us straight. You know, fact check us, if you will. It is now time for Corrections and Omissions. Hit the theme! Call me. Without 
Thank you, Anyhow Blues, for that great theme. Up first, we'll be talking about Munchies, a film that Discord user PNWP Loma, so that's PNPW Paloma, thought could have had the tagline, Weed won't help you with these munchies. Oh, I like that. That was actually really, that might be my favorite tagline that we've had since we started doing these taglines. All right, let's go to the Discord. Sean McBee writes, There is a chapter on munchies in Francesco Borsetti's book, It Came From the 80s, in which the writer, director, cinematographer, and munchie designer are all interviewed. It answers a lot of the questions the gang had and brings up another. So here's what I learned. According to the writer, Lance Smith, Roger Corman wanted a scene where Arnold ate the dude's hash brownies, inspiring the name Munchies. Corman changed his mind about the scene, but the name stuck. I like that. Okay, that makes some sense. The writer also made himself a personal promise that if he ever got to do a creature feature, he'd have the deadhead die first just because they're such, this is a quote, annoying assholes. Wow. Coming at the deadheads. The writer also confirms that the munchies are not aliens, okay, but does not tell us what they are. Interesting. Uh, Director Tina Hirsch made her directorial debut on this film, having previously been an editor on three of Roger Corman's movies. He knew she wanted to direct and selected her for this movie because she had been the editor on Gremlins, which we did talk about, or maybe we edited that out, but we did know that. Hirsch also noted that on Gremlins, it took five people to operate each puppet, but on Munchies, they had a single person operating two puppets simultaneously, and they didn't even build any elevated sets to allow room for the puppeteers. Um... No shit. We saw it. The puppet tree sucked. Uh, they also filmed an entire opening sequence showing how the munchies were created a thousand years ago in a Mayan cave, but it got cut. Well, we need to see that deleted scene. Cinematographer Jonathan West gave answers on the budget question. 1.2 million. Wow. Did a lot of that go to Harvey Corman? Or like, did Harvey Corman request payment twice? I don't know. I want to get to the bottom of that. Lastly, my own note from the book. I'm surprised that no one noticed that the crazy driving granny, who was oddly 80 yard by a clearly much younger person doing an old lady impression, was actually Ellen Dow, best known as the rapping granny from The Wedding Singer. Ah, oh, how do we not call out the rapping granny? There's been so many of them. Uh, and why wouldn't you use the rapping granny's voice? Anyway, then Farm Boy writes in to discuss the audience member in the episode who identified himself as a space lawyer, saying space law is actually a recognized field in law and space lawyer is apparently a real term. McGill Faculty of Law in Montreal offers a master's degree in air and space law and the University of Mississippi School of Law publishes the world's only law journal devoted to space law. Meanwhile, Michelle Hanlon is a prominent example of a space lawyer. All right. Thank you, farm boy. I hope that the space lawyer did not pay you to write that. But uh, yeah, you learned something new. That's what I love about this show. This show is like New York Times The Daily. You're learning about things that we never even knew were possible. And now we all know about space law. And it will now be the premise of my brand new NBC sitcom, Space Lawyer. Matty Ice writes, for those keeping track, Frank Welker, who voiced some of the munchies, has now been a voice part in 15 How Did This Get Made movies. Whoa, he has been in munchies. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Hudson Hawk, Super Mario Brothers, The Shadow, Mortal Kombat, Virtuosity, The Island of Dr. Moreau, Space Jam, Anaconda, Godzilla, Deep Blue Sea, Transformers, Rise of the Fallen, The Backup Plan, and The Smurfs. Pretty incredible run. Well done, Frank. I love it. Let's go to the phones. Anthony from Providence, you're on. Hey, Paul. I really enjoyed the Munchies episode. While watching the film, I thought the actor who played Dude looked really familiar, so I looked him up. Turns out the actor, John Stafford, uh, who's a really good character actor, also played Doc in Full Metal Jacket. So it's a small part, but it, it is a speaking role. And what's funny is that Munchies and Full Metal Jacket both came out in the same year, 1987, and they're the first two credits on his resume. So he literally went from dying on the battlefield in the famous sniper scene in Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket to getting killed by alien hand puppets, which I thought was just really wild. Anyway, great episode. Take it easy. What? My mind is blown. Talk about highs and lows in one year. I love that. Wow. Imagine... You know, you're hanging out on set with Kubrick. He's like, oh, what have you been working on? Oh, just this, the munchies. And 
I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Let's hear from Carolyn in Dallas. Hi, guys. Um, I was just listening to the munchies, and you guys talk about how Paul's mom would say it must be jelly because jam don't shake like that. And I remembered that RuPaul actually says that multiple times on Drag Race. And I think it, I think she might even have a song called that. But I also looked it up and apparently it must be jelly because jam don't shake like that is a 1942 jazz and pop song recorded by Glenn Miller and his orchestra. So that phrase has been around for a long time. It's something that people say. So Jason was wrong that Paul's mom was saying stuff that people don't say. So anyway, love the show. And hopefully you'll come to Dallas sometime soon. Thanks so much. Bye. Yes. Thank you, Carolyn. That, I knew it. My mom isn't that clever to come up with that on her own. And damn you, Jason. I knew it was from something, but I didn't do the research. You did. I appreciate that you did. And you know what? As a matter of fact, let's hear a little bit of that original song, the Glenn Miller original right now. Pretty damn catchy. That's a banger. And now let's hear RuPaul's song. Must be jelly coat jam, don't shake. Must be jelly coat jam, don't shake. Must be jelly coat jam, don't shake. Spread that jelly. Spread it good. Hit it by the head. Kiss my grit. Work. Your mama's in the kitchen by the oven on the fridge. Yes, I am basking in the glory of being right. And by the way, you're welcome for me introducing you to some new... <laughs> Hits. I mean, this should be going up on the charts pretty quickly. All right, let's hear it now from Amy in Baltimore. Hi, Paul. I was at the DC show for Munchies. Had an amazing time. Um, and I have been waiting very patiently for the release of the episode so that I could call and ask you this question. So listening to How Does This Get Made brings me so much joy. But nothing delights me more than when you share the amazing stories from your childhood. So what I would love to know is, when will you be releasing your memoir, and can I be first in line to get a copy? I am dying to hear your answer. Thank you so much, and take care. Amy, this is a great question. Um, As a matter of fact, May. May is when my book is coming out. Yeah, it's called Joyful Recollections of Trauma. I'm in the midst of kind of finalizing it right now. Uh, It's not officially announced But if you look around, you can pre-order a copy uh, right now. Uh, So more on that soon. But May 21st, Joyful Recollections of Trauma by me, Paul Shear. Some stories that you might have heard here on the podcast uh, and some stories that you might be surprised by. I don't know. I'm putting it together right now. We're we're just kind of adding some stuff back in. I like it. I'm excited for it. I hope you all like it too. Uh, but yes, May 21st, mark your calendar. You can be first in line uh, because you asked. All right. Now, we've had so many great corrections and omissions. We are going to take a quick break before diving into your thoughts on the dog who saved Christmas. But first, enjoy the short deleted scene from our Munchie Show, where we learn an interesting fact about the main character's shoes. Be right back. I'm here with Mike. Mike... Lindell? Not Mike Lindell. My pillow? Mike on the Discord brought up something interesting, which I think is just worthy of mentioning. Throughout the entire movie, the lead actor wears a 1985 pair of Jordan 1s, which just had their own movie in air, and... Just watched get covered in dirt and grime and mud. And at one point, he actually jumps into a, a body of water to help the girls. Those shoes today. Cindy. It, no, Cindy no, I think the cheerleader girls, the two oh, okay. other women. Right. The, the tire girls. Go ahead, Mike. A used pair of those in that condition would go for anywhere from 1500 to three grand. And if there were any left on set, those brand new shoes sell for anywhere from $30,000 to $52,000 currently online. I would never have assumed that sneaker culture and how did this get made fans would overlap in a Venn diagram at all. 
I not only did not notice the sneakers in this movie, even if I had, I wouldn't have known any of that. That's wild. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious. Even in a sea of milk, the crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the Cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you. And learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. All right, welcome back. That is enough of munchies. You know, you might be thinking, Paul, you didn't say who won. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to pick a winner just from the munchies. I'm, I'm going to pick a winner that is a combined winner. Who is the best uh, question, concern, correction, and omission amongst both shows? So that's really, it's a tougher, it's a tougher, uh, I don't know, tougher jump to make, I guess. That's not a, a perfect metaphor, but I'm going to stick to it. A tougher jump to make. Anyway, let's get into corrections and omissions from The Dog Who Saved Christmas, a movie that Discord user The Christmas Martianana thinks could have had the tagline, Bark, the Herald's Angels Sing. I like it. Nice. All right, let's go to the Discord. And speaking of The Christmas Martianana, she writes, Can someone please explain to me why the cat is named Chigwe? I also, if the grandma lives so far away, how is she frequently going to karaoke night with Bobo Kevin James's neighbor lady? Oh, wow. Maybe she lived there earlier on or, or maybe, wow, that makes actually no sense. Again, we talked about this in the show. That movie was heavily improvised and no one was fact checking. No one was saying that makes no sense. It was like, let's go. Let's keep it moving. Uh, we just needed a joke about singing Hanukkah songs at karaoke, which already I feel like Let's not even call that much attention out to that one. Uh, GT75 says, Another weird choice for me was building the gingerbread house when the home is known to have a mouse problem. I would think the last thing they would want sitting out is a huge cookie structure that they said took two weeks to build. Surely if Zeus is just chasing the mice, he could have knocked over anything fragile. You know what? Now you're really getting in the weeds here, GT75. I appreciate a good correction omission, but 
there's so many things wrong with that gingerbread house. I think that building one where there's a mouse problem is the least of the problems. I think you could cover that up just fine. I get it. But we're really, I mean, if you're picking at that, like you're treating this movie like it's Oppenheimer. I mean, that's, that is a real, a real uh, underneath the carpet one. Again, a phrase no one uses underneath the carpet. JZ23 uh, also has some gingerbread house thoughts. Oh, wow. Jeez, okay. Regarding the gingerbread house, the mom said this is the only thing she, the grandma, wants for Christmas. Why does the grandma want a gingerbread house and what is she going to do with it? Um, well, first of all, eat it. Uh, second of all, it's a nice thing. It's like, don't spend money on me. Make something for me. I would love you all to, to put your time and energy into a beautiful gingerbread house. I like that sentiment. I think it's a big ask, honestly. Um, and why did they have to make it? They could have probably just lied and bought one. I mean, it, that was, that thing was a mess. I tried to make one from Target, a gingerbread house. It looked like a damn shame. thought it was going to be easy. It's not easy. Gingerbread houses are hard. Just go buy one. Let the professionals do it. Sean McBee writes, I found Adrian Barbeau's line. That's what happens when you outlive most of your family. Absolutely chilling. Because hear me out. Barbeau is only 64 when this movie comes out, so either that line was intended for a woman 20 years older than her, or this cat lady has had a tragic fucking life that is far and away more compelling than anything else going on in this movie, and it makes me want to see her movie. Sean, wow. Oof. That is a, that's a rough moment there. I mean, if, but if she is playing 20 years older, then it's kind of fine. You think she's playing 64? I don't know. Oof. Rough. All right, back to the phones. We have Anna from Los Angeles. Hi, Jason, Paul, and June. The dog who saved Christmas, there was a great audience question, but I find I found myself yelling at my phone that she failed to mention that Michael Pfeiffer, the director of this film, also directed another How Did This Get Made classic, The Twelve Pups of Christmas. He has a great record for this podcast, and I think we now need a spinoff podcast that watches his entire filmography, or at least the sequel to The Dog Who Saved Christmas. Thanks. Bye. What? I did not realize that I had all the credits. I didn't see it. And even Discord user Lizard Breath mentioned this fact and added, since the podcast has done two of Michael Pfeiffer's Christmas movies... Can we please do one of his murder movies next? Based on the titles alone, I vote for My Daughter's Psycho Friend or Here Kills the Bride. Oh, I am so in. We have to tell Averill about this. By the way, 12 Pups of Christmas will be our next Matinee Monday episode. So we will tip the hat once again to this director who has provided us with so much entertainment. Uh, next up, Emma. Hi, I'm Emma. I'm calling about um, the dog that saved Christmas. I was actually at the show and wanted to ask this question, but I was too anxious to do it. Is there a reason why when the cops are taking the white bandits away, Joey Diaz's character is not wearing handcuffs. He's just holding one of his hands in front of him, his wrists together, as if he was wearing them, but absolutely no handcuffs on him. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Emma, I'm looking at a still of it right now. You are 100% right. His, his hands are just over each other. What a we, why not? You would think that even renting that outfit, you'd get cuffs, no cuffs. That is absolutely, I, I want to stare at, this is a picture I want in my house. I think this should be like a Christmas picture I put over the mantle. Um, let's go to LJ from Rancho Cucamonga. Love that. Watching the dog who saved Christmas, and you said it was from the ABC family, 25 Days Countdown to Christmas. And when they do the exterior shot of the Grove at about two, only two minutes and 55 seconds in, you see a billboard for the countdown to the 25 Days of Christmas. So my question is, did they shoot this a year in advance and put that in, or was that footage filmed mere weeks or days before this film? put on tv thanks okay lj i like your thought process on this that it was shot just days before but abc family's 25 days of christmas is a yearly thing so i bet you they just shot it the year before i don't think they were just getting that like 
top of the movie right out before. But who knows? Honestly, with a movie like this, I don't know. But yes, ABC's Family 25 Days of Christmas is, uh, is, is a thing. I think it's going on right now, as a matter of fact. We're missing it. But if anyone can prove LJ right, let me know. All right. And now back to the Discord for one last comment from Dog Pervert Idiot, who comments, This is the hairiest character that Mario Lopez has ever played. Wow. Finally, we got some hair on Lopez. I love it. This has been a wild week. So many great corrections and omissions. But there can only be one. One winner that really encapsulates the spirit of the show. And I have to say, you all, you you brought it. You brought it to me and I felt really good. But I have to say, the person who I am giving this to is the person who got my back, who proved me right. It took a while, but she came to help me. Carolyn from Dallas, you are our winner. That's right. And you get this amazing theme from Seth Chatfield. Hit it. Rose to the top to defeat all the others. You really honored your father and Thank you so much for all these questions and omissions. And if you want to submit an alt movie tagline or chime in with your own thoughts about the latest episode, hit us up at the Discord at discord.gg slash hdtgm or call us at 619-PAUL-ASK. Coming up, Jason and I will chat about all the TV shows, movies, podcasts, books, and so many other things that we can finally talk about again. And I will reveal next week's movie. But first, enjoy this deleted scene from... The Dog Who Saved Christmas, where we talk about the actors who appear in the rest of the Dog Who Saved sequels. Now, Adrian Barbeau is in two, but this is where it gets crazy. Paris Hilton, Casper Van Dien, Catherine Oxenberg are in the sequel. What? what wait, Catherine number Oxenberg. two. Just number two? Just number two. Lance Henriksen, Maya. What? Lance Henriksen. Lance Henriksen. Yes. Maya, uh, sorry, I always, I always have a hard time pronouncing her. Maya, uh, Maya. Uh, Maya Angelou? No. Maya, 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 Maya Angelou? No. Maya, Maya, Maya Angelou, Maya. and under everyone's seat, is a book of her poetry. <laughs> Poet laureate for a reason. Maya, Maya Bialik. Curtis Armstrong. Booger? Yes. Are in the Halloween. Great. Okay, Shelly Long comes in Long. for uh, Shelly Long and Michael Gross from Family Ties. Uh, legends for legends. holidays. Michael Gross played my dad on NTSF. He's a lovely man. He was also in Grace and Frankie. Great, He's a great guy, so, great guy. He's been in a number of yeah. Nicole Eggert comes in Ooh. With, uh, uh, for Easter, and then. The bad guy from Karate Kid, Martin Cove, who plays Sensei John Kreese oh. in the original Karate Kid, yep. with Johnny from the Karate Kid, William Zabka, Whoa. come in for summer. Are they their characters from the Karate Kid? I had only assumed yes. Honestly. I would believe it if this was a crossover. <laughs> I have a feeling a lot of these people are doing dog work because oh. I'm looking, because oh. oh, William Zabka plays Apollo. I imagine that that's not a human name. But we'll see. Because I do believe we should throw the gauntlet down to ourselves. To please don't. Please, please really consider what you're about to say. I'll let the audience decide. I'll let the audience decide here. Um, I mean, I feel like they want it. I feel like... I feel like... Over the course of some time, at Easter, we do Easter. At summer, we do summer. summer. At Halloween, we do Halloween. And we got two okay, more Christmases. fine. We'll do it. This but I will is say, our new Fast and Furious. I will say that I don't want to do the last one in the series that they just announced, which is the dog that saved the kids from being human trafficked. Caviezel's in it. It's a sequel to The Sound of Freedom, and it's a hard pass from me.
When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Welcome back, people. You know this. Every Monday, we are releasing an old episode back into the feed. We're trying to keep this whole thing going. We had um, the great Jack Frost with Dan Harmon on last week. Uh, we have now Snow Dad is Better Than No Dad. We have those as a How Did This Get Made ugly sweater, which you can get on Podswag. We have a Geostorm ugly sweater you can get on Podswag. They are great looking. Also, because, like I mentioned earlier, this week's Matinee Monday is going to be a replay of another canine Christmas classic, The Twelve Pups of Christmas, done by the same director of The Dog Who Saved Christmas. This guy loves Christmas, and he loves dogs, and we love him. All right, so keep on checking out these replays every Monday. They'll be in your stream. And now let's welcome Jason Manzoukas back to the show for a little Just Chat. Seth Chatfield, play us in one more time. Is it this, or could it be that, a little swing of the cane, a little tip of the hat? No, it's Jason and Paul, just getting into it all, in a segment that we call Just Chat. Yeah. Jason, the strike is over, and finally we can get back to what we love doing, which is talking about things that we are watching all the things we're obsessed with things that are made by giant <laughs> corporations oh wait we can t- finally our love now is back. we can go from fighting these giant corporations to singing their praises <laughs> oh how quickly we turn <laughs> you did it again lucasfilm <laughs> uh, oh my god well you know i was oh. just happy that it happened well i will say like i was i was i will say i was going through my like things to talk about list yeah and because i keep one kind of just ongoing yeah and but but for these you know six seven months i've only been putting stuff on there that is not from these companies so there's i still have stuff on here to talk about that is non that was strike proof stuff to talk about so okay so i i I will have a few things well i like that I, i think the one thing that you know someone said to me early on like are you so excited the strike is over? Because now that it is, you and Jason can talk about moonlighting. And oh. you and I got to talk about it briefly when we were on tour. But my God, I'm so Isn't it incredible? It's so It's good. incredible. I'm like, I'm two seasons into it. The whole of moonlighting, if you've listened to us talk about it before, has been unavailable for streaming until just last month. Yeah. It is now available on Hulu for the very first time, and it is exceptional television. Bruce Willis, Sybil Shepard. Here's the thing, and I think this is what I was never really able to articulate, and maybe it's been because it's been gone for such a long time. You know how they like 
Die Hard was a obviously a huge movie, and then people tried to ape that style of Die Hard over and over again, and, and to varying degrees of success. Bruce Willis, what he does as an actor in this is something that people tried to ape to varying degrees of success. And because of how did this get made, I think that we often see people doing oh, yeah. bad Bruce Willis impressions and seeing him do it after years it's, of not it's seeing interesting. it. I was like, wow. Yeah, it's interesting because exactly what you're saying is true. This this was such an impactful TV show culturally. Yeah, the the performance was so game changing for Bruce Willis for TV. It was such an incredible performance, and as was Sybil Shepherd. The show is incredible, but its absence means all you've. It's like it's like the De La Soul albums being out of print for all these years. And in a way, now that they're finally available, people are discovering just how significant they were to all of hip hop history because they were so meaningful at the time for so many people, but then were basically the equivalent of out of print. You know, you could not get them. They were not streaming. They weren't available. You couldn't watch these performances. You couldn't watch Moonlighting. And so all we've lived in is everything it inspired and all yes. of its hacky ripoffs. And I think the other thing that I've really come to appreciate, again, I didn't know this as a child, but Sybil Shepherd. Like Sybil Shepherd mm-hmm. is awesome. And she plays oh, yeah. him really well. And I, I, I feel like, you know, he obviously gets so much attention and he's great. But it's like, I really, I just didn't know her. I didn't know her. Like, I didn't even understand what she was when I was a kid. But that well, she was this yes. person in a way. Well, what's so interesting to me, because I agree. And, you know, but to me, it was Dave and Maddie. Yes. Like, it yes. wasn't even Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd. Like, obviously, I didn't know who Bruce Willis was at the time. But, I mean, I had, like, a passing understanding of Sybil Shepherd. She was had been in movies and on shows forever, you know? But even still, it didn't matter. They were just Dave and Maddie to me. I love, yeah, you Dave know? and Maddie and the best. That was, their chemistry is crackling. It's like, it's like Rosalind Russell and Cary Grant in His Girl Friday. It is, like, incredible screwball comedy, case of the week, detective stories. It's the fucking best. But I will say this. If you have never watched the show and you have no allegiance to it, you might feel like we are overselling it if you're watching the first episode. Because the first episode is, oh yeah, it's a great pilot, but it's 90 minutes and it takes it takes a beat to figure out exactly. Well, like like a lot of TV at yes. that time, it's slow. It's, it's just slow. slow, you know. And, and it's really it, good, know? but it's but it is funny. It's like I was like I was showing it to June. She's like, I think I remember this. Now, I remember lines from that pilot. Like, I remember oh, yeah. so many things. But it's 90, it's a 90-minute pilot for an hour-long show <laughs> where, like, like the first 20 minutes, I feel like Bruce Willis is not in it. Uh, and no. you're like, <laughs> no, because like, it's it's the you have to first understand the crime, then you have to understand Maddie Hayes, and then only then do you get into who is David Addison. Yeah, it's really like, so I would say like at least give it, uh, like get through the pilot, watch an episode yeah. or two, and then you'll see what we're talking about. But if you're watching it cold, it, that I was realizing like, like June was like, I'm into this. But yeah, I will yeah. say, I, and I, I wonder if you have any, this is an interesting question. There are very few pilot episodes, first episodes of a TV show that I think are themselves incredible. Or, or yes. are themselves incredible representations of the show to come. I find most shows pilots are a little wonky, a little off. And when it does hit right, your Twin Peaks is your, right. you know, some of the other things that I think are unimpeachably fantastic Arrested Development are just kind of like, wow, this is incredible. Everything else you're like, okay, this is like 65% there. They, you know, it takes a little bit. Right, the 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 voices and the tone was there, and it's like I think I'm reacting to is like you get into the fun stuff, like all the characters are there, they're clean. It's like, but then the show just moves with the pace. The the pacing of the show is so fast, and you're there yes. in the scenes, but like the plot of the first episode is it's wild. It's I mean I just love oh, that yeah. they made television like that. Ooh, and it's also I will say it's a great L.A. show. It's a great oh, '80s yeah. L.A. styles, hairstyles. The clothing styles, just the 80s L.A. is very much on display, and it that is very fun. I, I love it. All right, so you've been talking about some other stuff that you have been watching that still is strike-proof. 
what do you got? Because I got try- some stuff well, too. You know, I'm trying to think of I, it, less what I'm watching, more what I'm reading and podcasts oh, okay. and stuff like that. Those are more like in the world of like strike proof stuff. Okay. I want to give a particular shout out, especially a, a, a I want to shout out. I spent, we were there for our tour and then I was there uh, seeing family. I was in Portland, Maine for a while. And o- o- over the last couple of months, I've been to Portland, Maine a bunch and have become obsessed <laughs> With WYAR 88.3 Yarmouth, Maine public radio station. That I is love this shout like out. an old timey radio station that plays like old time music, literally old time music. And I'm absolutely captivated by this radio station and it does not stream. And so I'm I'm calling on our fans to to like if listen it's the, it's the giving part of the year if you've got money to give and you want to give it to a small radio station in Maine to help them get us or if you can help them figure out how to stream their radio oh, station I thought you were going to be basically asking for people to make you tapes and send it to you like I used to but, tape oh, like the Howard or that <laughs> or that I will tape. I would happily receive tapes of this. I just am more like, I feel like somebody just needs to turn on a switch for these guys. It seems like a bunch of old guys running a radio station. It is so funny. And I'm so obsessed with it. And then I went to stream it when I got back to LA and was heartbroken to find that it does not stream at all. Anyway, WYAR 88.3 in Yarmouth, Maine. You guys, you're killing it. First of all, I love all this. (laughs) I want to talk about one thing that I feel like no one has talked about and I feel crazy about it. Okay. You know, I, I love Calvin and Hobbes when I was a kid. Sure. Great, great comic. You know that Bill Waterston just released a book? Um, yes. It's called The Mysteries. And I feel like I've talked to some diehard Calvin and Hobbes fans who have no idea. It's not Calvin and Hobbes, obviously. It's actually very cool. It's like this very, um, this weird kingdom. It's like a fable, like uh, about hmm. this kingdom that's in despair. Uh, the king sends out a knight. To discover what what is wrong, I, I, that's all I kind of say. It's beautiful, and it's. Ooh, just, I mean, great. I'm just oh, a awesome. fan of Bill Waterston. I just feel like, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, my favorite Calvin and Hobbes. I always tell you this is uh, Calvin pissing on the uh, on the on the uh, GMC logo or yeah, uh, of course, uh, the Chevy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because the Calvin's straight Ford F one fifties all the way. I remember. I love it set. when Calvin pisses. Calvin, I, I, every. <laughs> don't you think Calvin there must be pisses. kids who go through those books? Don't you think there are kids who go through those books now and are like, where is he? When does he piss? It's so terrible. <laughs> I think Bill Watterson tried to sue people because Calvin never pissed. But yet this idea yeah. of Calvin pissing is like. <laughs> Arguably the most <laughs> iconic Calvin is the pissing Calvin. Like the one that has lasted the longest is the pissing Calvin for real. Pissing Calvin is wild. I will say that there's one thing and it's burned into my brain. It's not funny, but it, I will just, whatever. Uh, uh, I was in New York city and there was a fire uh, department. Um, and, you know, obviously they had lost, um, they had lost firefighters during nine 11 and they had this beautiful mural and one of the pieces of the mural was Calvin in front of a gravestone praying and and I was Whoa. like, no, this is like, I've also seen the Calvin in front of a gravestone for multiple things too. It's like, I don't know. Like, I, I like what? it was, it took me out of the sentiment. It was like, wait, what the fuck is, why is Calvin here? Why is Calvin at the gravestone too? Like, oh, that's crazy. Calvin has been misappropriated. I've seen Calvin at gravestones now multiple times too. I, I don't, I don't oh, know why. so weird. Don't know why. It's bizarre. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to find what it's called, but there's a great book. I think there's two of them now that I think are called the annotated Calvin and Hobbes. Okay. Where it's all sorts of extra material from the production of and all sorts of, I think that's what it's called. I'm trying to look it up now, but I'm not fine. I'll find it. It's called something else. That was back in the day when things were. I mean, look. I mean, when when I was getting my <laughs> my comics the right way, uh, you know, it's like oh, I when just, we were we, oh, we're so old. It's just old men now talking. I'm about talking being about old. Calvin and Hobbes, Bloom <laughs> I'm, County. I'm talking about when Calvin and Bart would team up and piss <laughs> on a GMC logo. <laughs> oh man! I, by the way, <laughs> oh man. Uh, I, I got a re- I got a recommendation for you. It's probably too new for you to have seen yet, but I'm yeah. a big uh, Scott Pilgrim fan. I love the books. Brian Lee O'Malley, 
Takes best. off. Let's go. Uh, Scott, Scott Pilgrim takes off. Let's do uh, it. It's Love it. So good. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's so fun. It's a Netflix show. It's animated. It's fully done in an anime style. It's anime, I should say, not animated. It's anime. It, they did it in Japan. They have uh, like the whole team. Uh, my my buddy uh, Ben David Grabinski and Brian Lee O'Malley just teamed up. They got the original voices of everybody from Scott Pilgrim uh, versus uh, the world. And they put them in this thing, but it's completely unique and different. You don't need to have seen the movie. You don't need to have read the books, but yet it's not retreading. It's like, a, it's yet again, another meditation. It's take. such a smart play. You know, so I good. loved, the, I'm, I'm loving, I'm, I haven't finished it yet. I think I've no. watched four of them so far. I don't know how many there are, but I think I've watched four. And it is absolutely fantastic because exactly what you're saying. It takes the book and the movie, the books and the movie as a, a kind of starting point and just kind of goes in all sorts of different storytelling, just indulges in the curiosity of following these characters in other choices, into other in, in, interpreting them in other ways. It's I think it's absolutely fantastic. The one funny thing was I wanted to watch Scott Pilgrim the movie before I I started watching the the show just because I was like let me just I want to just refresh sure. myself get back in that world and it's so interesting watching them back to back because that was 14 years ago the movie came out and everyone's voice has matured and changed so much yeah like Michael oh, Sarah does not sound like Michael Sarah from 2010 and yeah it's, it's still a great performance but it's so i was like oh wow like they've grown up like ramona doesn't sound like ramona like even though it is yeah. mary elizabeth winstead it's like everyone is back it's just oh, sure but they've all grown they've all grown and they've changed oh, and that's, that's why really i'm funny. all for have AI. you ever read the books oh yeah you're all books. for ai oh sorry did i do that holy book? wait a minute <laughs> i heard you just say that um, <laughs> yeah, love the books yeah the books love the books have you by any chance read uh brian lee o'malley's book seconds I uh, it's a love single book. Seconds. Love, love, like cannot recommend enough the book Seconds by Brian Leo Mann. I've talked to him about that because I'm like, oh, I, cool. I, I just love that. Uh, it's just, it's a, I feel like it doesn't get its due. I feel like Scott Pilgrim takes up yeah. so much oxygen. Seconds is great. Oh, it's, oh so good. it's beautiful. I think that book is fantastic. And yeah. I'll throw out a couple of other great comics recommendations if you've got a second. Yeah. Uh, graphic novel wise, Roaming, uh, Jillian Tamaki and uh, Marina Tamaki, uh, who did that one summer, a book that I've talked about here that I think is absolutely stunning. New book from them, incredible, beautiful, beautiful book, uh, beautiful story, beautiful art. Um, uh, our friend Ed Brubaker has uh, another edition of Friday yes. has come out. His uh, uh, young detective uh, story storybook that I think he is incredible that he's doing with Marcos Martin. Beautiful, so book. good. You've given me, you've turned me on to so many different things lately, and I've really been using you as my comic book go-to. So I'm, I'm every time that you start talking about this, I'm writing down stuff that I've not oh, yeah. heard of. It. Yeah, great. It's so uh, good. I'll say I'm really enjoying um, the Chip Zdarsky book Newburn that he's oh, doing. Oh, I started reading with, that. Yeah, um, isn't that a terrific? I think that is a terrific book. It's really good. I mean, I love Chip. Like Chip is like Chip was one of those people that I feel like I can't remember when I found him. Maybe it was like when it's Howard the Duck run or something like that. Like, or uh -huh. I don't know. Like, and I like, and now I go out of my way to make sure I like, like all my, like he's one of those guys that I always go out of my way to find. Oh yeah. Great. Great stuff. Um, uh, Robert Kirkman and Chris Somney's book firepower is coming to a close. Incredible story. I've really enjoyed this. And Somney's art is just in like one issue after another, just masterpieces in phenomenal artist and and robert is a fine writer is yeah he's okay. you say fine yeah he's okay yeah yeah <laughs> Bob, bobby hollywood bobby kirks he's fine um monica the new dan Klaus book wow incredible and then lastly i'll shout out um I'm reading uh, because I know uh, Tom King, a fan of the show. We're a big fan of his. We read a ton of his stuff. I'm reading Gotham City Year One, his year one about Gotham City, which is fantastic. Ooh, I got to check that out. And I will say this. Yeah. Uh, we should let it be known that we are mad at Tom King for coming to one of our shows and not telling us. Oh, yeah. Us. Thank you. And you know uh, what? I rescind this plug. Yeah. How dare you, Tom King? How dare King? you? How, How dare, dare you come you? to our show and not, like, not come and say hello? Come on How now. How dare you? Come on now. Oh, you know by what? the way. I would like to shout this book out simply for the art of Phil Hester. I don't think it's written very well at all, Tom <laughs> Thank King. You. Thank you for saying it. 
<laughs> you know, uh, the other thing too is, and I, I talked about this briefly on the Discord. I do have some bad news in the How Did This Get Made world, talking about our live shows. We have lost an episode. Okay. I'm, you, we, we talked very briefly very about briefly. this over text. Yes. I am really mad. I'm genuinely I'm... angry because this show had what I thought was going to be a very real audience chant going forward, which is no retreat. And then the audience screams, no surrender. Ugh. So spoiler alert, that's the episode we've that lost. You will never hear. And here's the next the thing. geostorm, the next fuck the moon, the next, the next audience uh, chant. We lost it. I mean, by the way, we still created the t-shirt, which is a, a, a play on Frasier. Uh, like, uh, oh, we did. Oh, yeah. The T-shirt's going to still be up. The T-shirt was made, so for everyone who was there, so you can have a Thank T-shirt God. of a movie that we we'll never do. But I, I do think, like, here's the thing, and and I may have talked about this before, but I'm going to go and and bang this drum one more time, just because it makes me so angry. We all make mistakes. I, I, I never, I never want to uh, be too hard on anyone. I've made mistakes. Whatever. I will say this: the person who messed up, not only messed up lied said that he'd done this before said he'd done it before never did it before and oh, and then you mean that meaning recording the show recording the show he's like oh yeah i know how to do yeah. that uh did not know and the reason why we lost it was because he didn't do two we always would have a black a backup he didn't give us a backup and uh that's okay that's one thing he lied and then when confronted with it not apologetic at all almost downright like well, big deal. Wow. And, and that, to me, that is the only reason. Like, normally I'd be like, you know what? Mistakes happen. But I'm like, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy for, uh, you know, just say I'm sorry. Just say I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, just like own own your fuck ups. No. Yeah. No. Nope. We don't a- do that As anymore. Jess says, our producer just says, throw him away. Throw the whole person <laughs> away. <laughs> Holy shit. What a bummer. Yeah. Are you doing any Christmas shopping, by the way? I know this is a, a little change of... Pace, anything that uh, you're I'm thinking to about. Think if there's yeah. anything that I want to like specifically shout out, that's a good question. I wish I'd thought. I mean, yes, I am doing Christmas shopping and I am doing Christmas shopping inside of like board games and um, card games and some yes. fun stuff, but I, I haven't gotten my hands on anything yet. Well, let me give you a card game that I think you might like. It's called Dutch Blitz. Uh, oh, I've been playing Dutch Blitz for years. What? Oh yes. man! Okay, yeah. Th- Dutch this Blitz, has become a new family such favorite. Such a fun game! Such it's a fun, so game. fun. Okay, well yes. there you go. Dutch Blitz, a great, a great stocking stuffer, if you will. Great! It's like it's it's another one like Monopoly Deal. It's its own deck of cards. You can you play with a unique deck of cards, but that's all. You just need a deck of cards, and it's a super fast. It's kind of like Spit or War or any yes. of those kind of very fast paced games that are over quick. And I will tell you. You play with my wife, June Diane Raphael, and it will make you never want to play card games again because she is so aggressive. She's so fast uh, uh. that it's like she is it, 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 like she's working on. I've never seen her move as quickly as when she plays these speed uh. card games. It is it is I, I literally I have to like leave the room sometimes I'm like I'm done. I can't I can't do it. It's too much. It's it gets me. Uh. It gets me angry. It gets me angry. It gets you angry <laughs> because she's so like. It's it, it. She's so happy to beat everybody. She just over oh. and over again. She well, loves it. Well, that's the thing. I will say you're right because that the, the thing about Dutch Blitz is it's very fast moving and it, there's a lot of ha, 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 yes. Like, uh, as people are getting closer, you can tell when people are getting close to finishing, and it there is an energy that starts to happen that is chaotic. I 100% agree. And, and it's and, and, and when you're so close and someone just beats you by a second, you're like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> uh, it, it uh, really will get me. It gets me good. Um, I, oh, I'm glad. I love that game. Here, I'll shout out um, a comic that has a, uh, that I've been meaning to talk about for a long time because of its move, its recent movie adaptation, but have not been able to talk about it because of the strike, which is N.D. Stevenson's book, Nimona, which was adapted into an incredible uh, Netflix animated uh, movie that is fantastic. Nimona. The book is okay. incredible, and the movie I thought was wonderful. Oh, wow. I don't know uh, either Chloe one Grace Moretz, Riz Ahmed are the voices, I think. And it's it's a great, it's a great fantasy story. It's a great um, 
uh, young people story. It's a great, it's a great, it's just a great story. It's beautiful. It's the book is one of my favorite books. And I think it's just a, it's a, also a fantastic movie. You know, I will, uh, I will plug one thing that I'm in because I think it's talks to something that, well, I'll just, I won't set it up too much. I did okay. a documentary called A Disturbance in the Force, which is um, a documentary about the Star Wars holiday special, which we did here on How Did This Get Made? Oh, yeah. And it gets into very exacting detail on literally how did it get made. It's made by Kyle Newman. Wow. Uh, who is, you know, he's been around so much different great stuff, fanboys and uh, other things. But it's a really fun doc with all your favorites uh, in it. You know, Weird Al and Pat and myself, a handful of people. But it it's not just like, look at this thing. It sucks. It cool. really is a, yeah. this oh, yeah. is what uh, happened. Like a deep dive into it. Oh, that's cool. I like and that. And I had, uh, I got to read some of the pages that George Lucas wrote as uh, inspiration neat. for his, the person who actually wrote the script. And it's a bunkers. It's so oh, good. Oh, that's great. So yeah, you can, you can kind of check it out. It's, uh, it's on streaming now. Video on demand. Great. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's a real fun one. That's rad. That's cool. I will shout out a couple of things that I feel like I just think are fantastic and wish like some you know, people that just to like bring attention to them. Right. Um, I don't know how much were you much of a fan of the Adult Swim show uh, Metalocalypse? Oh, yes. Brendan I saw show. them live. Incredible. Incre- same. I saw them live too. Love, love Metalocalypse. Love the show. Did you know that he put out a movie a couple of months ago that is so fantastic called Metalocalypse Army of the Doomstar? Uh, no. That, exactly. Wow. Okay. And it's so good and such a blast. New music, new story. It's fucking <laughs> so good and funny and just absurd. It's uh, uh, Tommy Blacha, yeah, uh, but this is uh, Brendan Smalls, uh, you know, uh, this is a whole, this is a feature movie, great animated movie about, you know, a a metal, a a death metal band that controls the universe. It's kind of I love it. You can get it on Apple TV, you can get it all in all the different spots. I love Tommy. Tommy Blacha, one of the first people I ever uh, was like a head writer on a show that I was working on and taught me how to hide in my office. Uh, when uh, when angry people were around, I will always remember oh that. Oh my god! How to hide? How to hide? So like when they they couldn't yell at you. <laughs> Incredible. Um, I will also shout out the the most recent season of Starstruck came out on HBO or on Max rather. Oh yeah, Rose Rose Matafeo's incredible British rom com series, fantastic. Um, I'll shout out. Did, did you watch Extraordinary? No. The British the British show in which everybody at puberty gets superpowers. And it's all about, oh, it's great. It's a sitcom about like a society or or a world in which you get, everybody gets some sort of a power, you know? And it's about, of course, somebody who didn't get their power. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's great. Great show. We talked, I shouted out this show before and season two just came out and I can't talk enough about it. Our beloved Letter Kenny, the spinoff show, Shorzy, season two, out on Hulu now. Shorzy season two, one of the funniest seasons of television this year incredible this is so much tv i gotta get on all this tv um by the way if you this is a movie that i think a lot of people know about but i do want to just talk about because we didn't get a chance to plug it but bottoms is great if you've not seen bottoms Bottoms, it's it's such a funny fucking movie it's so unique it's so different i mean speaking of scott pilgrim it it has like that kind of it's a it's a Mm -hmm. very fun inventive cool looking great movie i won't tell you any more about it than just enjoy it and uh it's just put it on you will love it it's just it's great yeah from our friends um chris ryan and andy greenwald over at the watch i became obsessed with the british show the gold which is a british crime show about a real i did not know this case but a real case in which uh, in 19, I can't remember, 80, mid 80s, London, I think there's a bank robbery and the bank robbers accidentally rob a bank, not knowing they're just going to rob the vault of some millions of dollars, but instead yes. find that there is $26 million worth in gold there that they didn't Whoa. know about. So they steal this gold. But then what? So and that happens in the first 15 minutes of the show. The rest of the show is all about that gold 
and how it makes its way in out like from their possession into by through laundering and cleaning and all of the machinations of the fences and all of the gangsters and the lawyers and all the people who touch this gold in order to get it into circulation before the police can find them. Oh, wow. So it's all of these components, the police who are chasing them, Hugh Bonneville from um, Downton Abbey, and, you know, it's got great people in it, and then the the gangsters who are, it, it's, a, it's fucking awesome. It's a great show, The Gold. Oh, The Gold, all right, I'm, I'm on this. This is like, this is really, uh, this has been a good, I feel like this has been a good. Oh, you know uh, the other yeah. one you'll like? You, the other one you'll like because you're on the road and it's short form? Yeah. D- have you watched, and did you know that he's doing, Coogan is doing you uh, YouTube like uh, episode. Or I don't know. Maybe it's not on. I'm watching it on YouTube. Alan Partridge's Mid Morning Matters. They're like five minute Alan Partridge episodes that are so fucking funny. Oh, well, I was just gonna plug his new book, which is about him taking over the lighthouse, which is based on what he does on the oh. podcast. So basically, like oh, the premise of the book is it's so funny. His career is over. He's being canceled. And he goes and buys this lighthouse out of spite. And he's trying to like build up the lighthouse and also get back his career. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, it, like it, the the character continues. It's so funny. It's uh, wow. and I love it. Like uh, his books make me laugh. Nomad is so funny. I'm oh, that's the name great. I didn't. I didn't know he had a new book. Oh, oh the that's new cool. book is great. And I, I mean, if you've not listened to the the two seasons of the podcast from the Oast House, that like yeah. that's what it is. Like, so I've been listening to the Oast House, Got and this it. is like this talks about. It's like the right <laughs> I oh, mean it's so great. detailed because it's like, oh, I've been listening to him do it. Now this is a book about him oh. buying the lighthouse. It's so it's so good. It's so good. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yes. And it and obviously yeah. you gotta listen to it on tape because it's so good. It's called uh, Big Beacon. Big Beacon is the Oh, name okay. Of the book. All right, yes. great. I'll uh, check it out. Yeah, it's so good. Oh my god, I love it so much. All right, Jason, this is great. Uh, I love getting to Home talk run. about uh, these uh, big corporations and, and what they give us and how thankful we are that they are here for us. They're great. Can I just shout out a few podcasts I've been on recently yes, that I'd please. just love to throw some people towards? I was recently on Scam Goddess, had a great conversation with Lacey. I did an episode of the Doughboys recently. During October, they were in costume as... Heath Ledger Joker and Batman. Yes. Well, that's what I'm going to tell you. The whole episode is apparently available on YouTube, and it it was fucking bananas. So go to YouTube, wherever the Doughboys are, and watch the episode. It's so fucking funny. Watch it for alone for Mitch in a Batman mask trying to eat an orange. It's really next-level stuff. And then also I was on... Um, Seth Morris, our friend Seth Morris, and Aaron Whitehead's recent sh- new show, College Town, which is oh, I just love that fantastic. Show. Well, you know, I I um I did this podcast, which I think you might like. It's called Die Hard on a Blank, and basically oh. the idea is it's a movie discussion that basically is how did Die Hard affect this movie, right? So like everything huh. is like Die Hard. So I did the uh, I did Clear and Present Danger, the Tom Clancy movie, uh, the Jack, the last. Yeah, Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan movie, and it's really fun. It's like it's a super fun premise, That's and if cool. you know if you like these movies that we like, it's like it just like kind of looks at it through the eyes of through the eyes of like how Die Hard talk, you know how it how it kind of yeah. brought it in, but it's it's also unique on its own way too. It's not it's not just about Die Hard. Great, it's great. Oh, fun. nice. Oh, that's cool. All right, so we are there, um, and uh, we'll see you next time on Last Looks. Goodbye. Ah, so fun to talk to Jason. Uh, sorry, my audio quality fluctuated uh, so much from there to here, but I recorded that uh, when I was in Oklahoma City and I got stories to tell. Anyway, uh, we got to wait until July until I'll tell you that story. Anyway, people, that was awesome. And if you submitted a brand new theme song for the show, uh, if we haven't played it, don't worry. Jason and I still plan to listen to those songs too. We're just keeping it it's alive. It's 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 a fluid moment right now. Anyway, now that we've talked about munchies and the dog who saved Christmas, let's talk about next week's movie. We are going from a Christmas robbery scheme to a Christmas influencer queen. <laughs> That's right. Next week, we are watching the 2019 made-for-TV movie, A Beauty and the Beast Christmas. You have to watch this 
film. It is great. Short breakdown of the plot. Social media star Ginger Holiday damages her face in a freak hair-dyeing accident and must restore her social media clout by pretending to get engaged to a bad boy influencer, Bo Bradley. Yes, you heard everything I just said correctly. This movie has zero reviews in Rotten Tomatoes, so instead we will turn to Sad Dad on Letterboxd, I love Letterboxd, who says the best part of the whole thing was the commercial breaks. Take a listen to the trailer. Hi, I'm Ginger Holiday. She's the internet's trendiest Christmas princess. We are making homemade hair dye with peppermint and holly berries. But when an irritating accident occurs, ah! her condition is going to take maybe eight weeks to heal. This bummed out beauty signs offline and her popularity plummets. Well, people still love me when they know how I look. Whoa, your face, what happened? Um, it's just an allergic reaction to some hair dye. It's not that bad. You can stream A Beauty and the Beast Christmas for free on Hoopla or rent it on Apple TV, Amazon, YouTube, and Google Play. In addition to Hoopla, I encourage you to check out Canopy. It's another digital media service offered by your local public library that allows you to consume movies, TV, music, audiobooks, ebooks, and comics for free. People, I recommend this movie, and just so you know, it is not the Disney classic Beauty and the Beast Christmas. This is a... This is a live action movie. Anyway, that is it for the show. Please remember to rate and review us. It helps. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you are following us. Now, you can visit us on social media. Make sure that if you are in the UK, you are listening or watching or refreshing on Monday, December 11th for our big announcement. And a big thank you to our producers, Scott Sonny, Molly Reynolds, our movie picking producer, Avril Halley, and our engineers, Casey Holford and Rich Garcia, as well as Jess Cisneros, who makes those amazing social media videos. We will see you next week for... A Beauty and the Beast Christmas. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.